0: The temple, the Jedi Temple is in disarray after a vicious terrorist attack. Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano set out to find the truth of who was really behind this horrendous catastrophe. Their investigation led them to discover the true saboteur, Leda Turbombe. Now the Jedi attempt to return the temple to normalcy. But first, Master Yoda must give a eulogy to the fallen Jedi warriors.
1: Oh, greetings once again, Bucketheads. Mevar Tigar. Welcome to our 210th, force chokingly fun episode of Mando Vision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small independent Star Wars podcast. We are so glad that you're here, especially for the episodes we're covering today. Holy Toledo. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, on social media. We are at Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please email the show, mandavisiontom at gmail.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. Well, how is everyone doing? I hope you're having a great week. Things are going swimmingly. Uh, I, I think we're officially in summer at this point, or at least, yeah, we should be. Oh my goodness. I'm working a little ahead, folks, so <laughs> sorry for not knowing the exact date that this is dropping, but yeah, we should be in the full swing of summer uh, if you're... On vacation, that's great. You know that you can take this, this this podcast with you wherever you go, wherever your travels take you. Uh, and if you're like me and you're just in the doldrums of a, another work week, that's okay, too. The podcasts are one fun, fun escape, especially when we're talking about Star Wars. And you know where we are? We are in the pivotal, I uh, almost like almost, I'd almost say the, the, the character-defining uh, episode arc for Ahsoka Tano and, and, and sort of setting her on, on a, a very different path from the path we first expected her to be on by, by the end of the series, right? This is, this is the, the, the changing of gears for, for the character. Uh, and, and she's going to have some choices to make that change her destiny, as they say in Star Wars, in a very dramatic fashion. Uh, so I'm really excited to keep diving into, into this arc in particular. We're here for the second of four episodes that really alter the course of Ahsoka's trajectory. And and again, uh, they are so fun to revisit, to retouch on what sort of drives her, why she makes the choices she makes, why she reacts the way she reacts to things. And, and, and I'm really looking forward to exploring these with you guys. It's just so much fun to, to, to do that again with this character. Because again, I said it before, I, if, if someone had told me at uh, when the star when Star Wars: The Clone Wars started back in the day, back in what what two thousand eight, two thousand seven, something like that, that you know, Ahsoka Tano wasn't just some gimmick character. It wasn't just some sort of thing to bring in younger viewers or whatnot. That that she'd actually be like a real driving force for for the for for story purposes. You know, would would become a character that enhanced Star Wars in the way that she did. I I you know I would have I would have. I would have laughed in your face, <laughs> but but like a lot of older Star Wars fans, particularly of the of my generation, uh, Ahsoka won us over and 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 became one of our favorites. And and now again, it's it's fun to revisit these episodes where where we, we see the path that she takes. And 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 again, these episodes shoot that path in wildly different direction, and it's a lot of fun. So let's just go ahead. I don't want to waste too much time. Uh, Just gushing over how much I love these episodes, because clearly I do. But let's just have the conversation. Let's dive into it. So we are here for Season 5, Episode 18, The Jedi Who Knew Too Much. Original air date February 16th, 2013. Written by Charles Murray, directed by Danny Keller. Our cast this week, a lot of familiar faces for us longtime Star Wars fans. I am, of course, referring to Ashley Eckstein as Ahsoka Tano. Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker. D. Bradley Baker. R is. Is. R. Is. The Clone Troopers. Captain Rex. Commander Fox and Oddball. Steven Santon as Admiral Tarkin. Uh-oh. Tarkin's in this episode. That can't be good for most people. <laughs> we have Meredith Salinger as Barris Offie. Carrie Walgren as Letta Termond. Tom Kane as our narrator and the voice of Yoda. Terrence T.C. Carson Returns as Mace Windu. And James Arnold Taylor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, in, in a fairly small role in, the, in this episode for Obi-Wan. But our, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because he's here anyways. Our plot for this week, when the suspect of the temple bombing is murdered in her cell, Ahsoka suddenly finds herself framed and on the run from the Republic military. Not a good place to be. And how quickly things turned on Ahsoka in this episode. Our Jedi fortune cookie for the episode, courage begins by trusting oneself. And I think that is a really, really important uh, a, a bit of Jedi fortune cookie knowledge <laughs> to understand as we get into this episode of the show. Courage begins by trusting oneself. Uh, and I, th- th- that's imperative because, again, Ahsoka finds herself in a position where she can only trust herself, right? She doesn't know who to trust. Everything's turning on her. Everything's flipping. Everything's spinning out of control. And the only thing she knows for certain is that she didn't do what most people believe that she did. So why would she not run? Why would she uh, willingly turn herself in uh, and t- to potentially suffer huge ramifications for that? No, no, no. She, this is why she acts the way that she acts in this episode. You know, a lot of times I've I, I read some – there was some sort of – there was a, a few – uh, criticisms of this episode, you know, sort of people doing nitpicking. And again, I am not above nitpicking. You know, I've done it before in the past. But but one of the nitpicks that seemed to kind of recur is like, why would Ahsoka, you know, a, a famed Jedi war hero at this point, uh, uh, not just turn herself in and, and let her reputation defend her? Well, because again, everything's flipping around her. And if the last episode was the beginning of this arc, which it was, then she knows she has seen that people's perception people's trust people's faith in the Jedi have been shaken also important to note and we will d- discuss it a little bit further as we get into the episode she's had dealings with Tarkin before and uh, she doesn't have a high opinion of him and probably does not believe that he that she uh, he has a high opinion of her so why would he why w- why would Ahsoka put her fate in his hands uh, and i believe a lot of that is what drives Ahsoka to do what she does and and it's important to remember this because she trusts herself. She believes that she can exonerate herself and prove her innocence because she doesn't believe that these people have her best interests at heart. And, and I think by and large, she is correct. So we'll talk more about that as the episode rolls on. But let's go ahead and dive into things. We're going to get right into the episode. Uh, it, as Tom Kane told us on, on the voiceover introducing this episode, uh, we're going to hear uh, – we're going to hear Ahsoka speaking to Barriss Offee. Those will be the first two voices you hear. Obviously the very familiar voice of Ahsoka Tano by Ashley Eckstein. And, and then we'll hear the end of Yoda's eulogy to the fallen Jedi who died in the temple explosion. Um, it is sort of interesting <laughs> that, that no Jedi that we know are, are, are killed in the blast in, 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 un, in this unseen fashion. But it is interesting to note... Once again, that at this time of the Clone Wars, uh, that that the Jedi, when they die, they die, as as Drago would say, and 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 their bodies hit the ground, and that's that. They 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 don't fold into the Force. They don't fade into the Force. They don't they don't become one with the Force in the way that we've seen when Obi Wan and later Yoda pass on themselves. So again, that's still a hidden ability for the Jedi. They don't know that. So it is it is interesting, at least for for me, as as a fan of my generation who. For the longest time, we thought that when Jedi die, their bodies become one with the Force. So just a little bit of a reminder that at this t- specific time, that is not something that the Jedi can do. And, and so there are Jedi corpses that, that must be uh, interned into, I- into the, the, the funerary area of the Jedi Temple. So interesting, interesting stuff. But let's go ahead, dive into the episode with that sound clip. But we have to do one thing first, and you know what that is. It is time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go.
2: You were close to one of them? Tutsomara. We trained together. He taught me how to hold my lightsaber correctly.
0: Live for the living Jedi. We must. Live through us. Forever they will.
1: So you may remember on our last episode, we pointed out that Beres Afi has a very, very small appearance in that episode last week, Sabotage. Uh, and, and she is, <laughs> let's just say, observing the actions of, of Jedi Anakin Skywalker as he enters the chamber to, to, to question Leta Termond. Uh, and she seems to pay very close attention to just who it is he's going in there to see. Uh, we mentioned that. At, pay attention to that. Again, that's the first hint that be, perhaps Barris Afi is more interested in this investigation than uh, she's letting on at the time. And now we go into this episode where Barris Afi is uh, still very interested in what's going on. And we get our first little dialogue between her and Ahsoka. Now remember, they have a relationship. They have a friendship from way back. I think is in season one. You know, they've done missions together, they've, they've, they've trained together, they are friends. Uh, so that's important to remember. But now all of a sudden, she is, is walking the corridors with Ahsoka uh, and, 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 and taking on information from Admiral Tarkin. And, and, and again, I think at the time, we're not supposed to think much of it. But knowing what we know, where this arc will go, and, and what role we find out he plays in, in everything... Uh, it's interesting to note how she sort of moves throughout the temple and and is, is you know, gathering information and intelligence um, very freely, because they think they're in the clear now that 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 and now that the Jedi are are not. There's no way the Jedi could be involved, right? So so Tarkin's just giving out information left and right, and uh, it's it's again it's just very interesting to note now going back, knowing what we know about Barris's role in things, and and seeing how she conducts herself in these earlier episodes, right? It's it's very interesting to note. So let's go ahead and play the conversation uh, after the funeral as Ahsoka, Anakin, Barriss Offee, and Tarkin walk through the corridor of the Jedi Temple.
2: So what happens to Leta now?
1: The
0: bomber has been moved. Moved?
2: Where? Why should she be moved?
0: The Republic military has taken her into custody.
2: But why? This is a Jedi matter, isn't it?
0: Clones were killed, which makes this terrorist attack a military matter. An attack on the Jedi is an attack on the Senate. Admiral Tarkin is right. Letta isn't a Jedi. It's not for us to be
3: judge and jury over a citizen of the Republic.
2: If Letta's guilty, she's guilty, and she should be dealt with.
3: Calm down, Ahsoka. Remember, revenge is not the
0: Jedi way.
2: The evidence seems clear, Ahsoka. Nothing will ever change.
0: The Chancellor feels very strongly that the Jedi be removed from as many military matters as possible. You yourselves said that you're peacekeepers, not soldiers.
2: I hope Chancellor Palpatine knows what he's doing. I assure you
1: that he rarely does anything without a strategy. So there's a lot to really unpack in in that conversation between the characters, but... What's interesting to note, first and foremost, is sort of the tone that Ahsoka takes in the conversation. Uh, it, it's it has a, a a hint of anger to it, a hint of um, um, bitterness, right, to the situation, to the outcome, to how it's being handled. When she learns that the military has moved Letta away from the Jedi Temple to a to a to a military prison, um, and now that that they will deal with the administering of justice, and Her reaction to that, and again, Anakin rightly coming out to point out, well, she is a citizen of the Republic, and we are not, you know, judge, jury, and execution. The Jedi aren't even the police. So Anakin, again, is is the one speaking very rationally here, and Ahsoka is being very emotional. And I think that is part of the reason why she will get sized up for a very lovely frame in this episode, because now she's exposed her emotions to, to two very important people, her master in Anakin and to uh, Admiral Tarkin, who has taken, uh, a, 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 a not con- if not complete control of the investigation, at least a very vested interest in it, specifically on behalf of Chancellor Palpatine. Uh, I also like the line that Palpatine wants to begin removing the Jedi from as many military matters as possible. Again, It seems like a sound strategy in the the sense that like, oh, well, we're getting the Jedi back to being the peacekeepers that they are supposed to be and not military generals in a war. So in that on that level, it makes perfect sense. Right. But of course, we all know the long game that Palpatine is playing is the eventual end of the Jedi Order. And before it's just before they just he just cuts the Jedi off off. And, and exposes them as traitors, he has to destabilize them a little bit, right? He has to get the public to turn on them. He has to get people to believe that they are a corrupt organization, unworthy of the people's trust and faith and beliefs. Uh, and 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 that that's a lot of what this episode is about, and a lot of what the first episode in the arc showed us, is, is that people are not believing in the Jedi. They do not believe them to be the noble peacekeepers that they purport to be. So... A lot of things are really kind of happening in, in, in these episodes uh, and in this conversation that we have to kind of remind ourselves of. There's, there's levels to the conversation. There's layers to it. So a lot of things are happening here. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the next conversation as Ahsoka uh, goes off with, with Barris. And, you know, again, it, it sort of appears like two friends talking, one trying to be there to support the other through this time of mourning. Um, let's just go ahead and play the conversation, and we'll talk about it afterwards.
2: Company? Sure. Every time I think about this, I feel conflicted. It's hard not to let feelings turn into attachment and pain. Ahsoka, have you ever wondered if it was right to ignore your emotions? My master would say our struggle as Jedi is to move past them. You make it sound so easy? (laughs) No, it isn't easy, but it's possible. Like when we were stuck inside the battle tank on Geonosis, It was hard not to be afraid. Still, you and I got past it. And I guess we'll get past this. You've always been capable of seeing things clearly. (laughs) I guess I fooled you like I have everyone else. Yes, Master.
3: Ahsoka, we're needed in the war room. It appears the Separatists have mounted another attack.
2: Coming, Master. Look, I have to believe that one way or another, this woman's going to pay for what she did. You shouldn't keep your master waiting.
1: And what Ahsoka says right there. (laughs) That one way or another, she's going to pay for what she did. Um, Not words that... (laughs) Those are words that Ahsoka probably is going to end up regretting uh, having voiced to Barriss Offee here uh, in just a little while. (laughs) So, oof. You know, that, that... Mm, that, that's got a sting when, she, when, when, when Ahsoka looks back on things. <laughs> that, that choice of words has to kind of hit her a little bit. Like, mm, I did not phrase that well. So Anakin and Ahsoka meet in the war room. General Kenobi, General Kenobi, I said it right there, being a military man, uh, is giving a briefing here about, about the strategy moving forward here in this next phase of the Clone Wars when they are interrupted by uh, a, holo- a holo- communication from Tarkin. Check it out.
0: Excuse me, Master Jedi. Yes, Admiral. Commander Tano, your presence is requested by prisoner Letta Tumong.
2: The prisoner from the hangar bombing?
0: Why
3: is she asking for
0: Ahsoka? Not exactly sure, but Commander Tano is the only person the prisoner will speak to.
2: I'll report back with whatever I find out.
1: All right, so we're we're setting the stage here for... A confrontation, but again, we don't know exactly what the feel is, right? Like, what is this about? Is Is Letta Termon going to turn over some valuable piece of information to Ahsoka? Uh, uh, and and you know, why is it Ahsoka is the is the one she's trust? Like, what what exactly is happening here? So we have a lot of questions as an audience, but again, Letta and Ahsoka had engagements in in the prior episodes, so maybe she maybe Letta believes Ahsoka is someone she can she can turn to, she can confess to, and and well, let's just see what happens. Before we get to the conversation between Ahsoka and Leta, I do want to mention the intense security protocols that are in place at this military prison that is going to. Right? She is scanned. They sense the weapons and the comm on her wrist. She has to turn them in, so she does not have her lightsaber. She doesn't have her communications device. She is, uh, um, I don't want to say defenseless because she is a Jedi, right? And, and they have more than just their weapons as, as abilities to defend themselves. But she's put in a position where she's more vulnerable uh, than she would be if she got to keep her lightsabers and her calm to signal for help. So the, the taking away of the saber and the communications device, again, it, it looks like just standard protocol for the prison, and by and large it is. But it comes to mean a lot more as things play out here in the next few moments. So let's go ahead. Ahsoka is escorted to the the cell where Letta's being held and they're going to have a a private conversation here with with the military prison security aka clone troopers outside the doors waiting when uh, things begin to go a little crazy let's go ahead and just play it for you guys
2: what do you want letta
4: i was told if i ever needed help you were the jedi to contact
1: Don't you wonder exactly who told her that? I do. That's my question. Who told her that Ahsoka is the Jedi to contact? Uh, this is when Letta looks at the clone troopers, gives a look that she's not going to say anything more in front of them, and so the conversation has to stay between Letta and Ahsoka.
2: Give us a minute, please. You don't have much time, Letta. So I suggest you get whatever you have to say off your chest.
4: The idea of feeding Jakar the nanodroids was not mine.
2: Why are you saying this now? Why didn't you reveal this before? Because my life is
4: in danger. The person behind this will be able to get to me unless you know the truth.
2: Hmm. What's the truth?
4: A Jedi. A Jedi showed me how to create the bomb and how to put the nanodroids in.
2: Why would a Jedi
4: do this? There are some citizens of the Republic, like myself, who believe the Jedi Order is not what it used to be. The Jedi have become warmongers. They've become military weapons. And they're killing when they should be keeping the peace. One of these Jedi agreed with us. One of you wanted to make a statement, and was willing to attack your own order to do it. Who? If you protect me, I will tell you. Because it is obvious to me that I have been set up.
2: Letta, you have to tell me who is behind this.
1: It's... Letta! Letta!
3: Letta! Uh-huh. Prisoner death critical. Holding
1: Wow. All right, so what's happening? Again, if you've watched the episode, you know. At this moment in time, we see Letta Termond being force-choked held up into the air and, and getting choked by the Force, Vader style. Uh, and, and Ahsoka is uh, waving her arms about in, in such a fashion as, as to be interpreted by the prison security uh, as, as Ahsoka, the one using the Force to, to levitate and choke Leta Turman while she's in her cell. Now, uh, what's interesting, when we pull back, on On the security cams, we see three other prison cells and I do want to note that we see Watt Tambor we see uh Poggle the lesser, and we see an unidentified uh, tactical droid on the screen no wait that's excuse me that is that's actually uh, um <laughs> i forgot his name the guy from that they that they detained at the end of not at the end but in, during the Star Wars the Clone Wars movie that kind of kicked off the entire series um it's Oh, his name is on the tip of my tongue. It's it's Worm Worm Loathsome is 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 the the, the character we see <laughs> down there. So yeah, Watt Tambor, Pago the Lesser, and General Worm Loathsome. So interesting to note. Characters who have been arrested on the show are still in prison. How about that? Good to know. At least for now. At least for now. So yeah, it is. It is interesting. Again, I don't know if there is a Jedi defense that you can employ against force choking. Like If you stand there, if you're there in the room and you, you see someone being force choked, and again, there's no one else in the room. So whoever's force choking Letta, because we know it's not Ahsoka, right? So how exactly are they seeing these things? How do they know when to force choke when they did before a name was named? Uh, and, and, and why does Ahsoka wave her hands around is there a defense that she can uh, deploy? Can she use the, the Force in, like, a reverse manner to to, to block the Force choke? right? That's something that I don't think we've ever seen before. I don't know if that's something that's possible. But I would like to see that explored sometime, like, like using your Force powers kind of in a head-to-head way. We've seen a little bit of that in the past, but, like, not necessarily as, as one uses... At least not in this... Okay, let's, let's stay specific. I don't want to get into, like, real too broad of a term... Uh, too broad of a, of a idea here. But, yeah, could, I mean, couldn't Ahsoka have tried to use, like, some kind of force block uh, to protect Leta? Clearly not. At least that's not in her skill set at the moment. But, yeah, security sees this, and uh, they definitely are going to respond here in, in a very unkind fashion to Ahsoka. All right, so the cell door opens. The troopers find Ahsoka over the body of Leta Termond. And here's how it goes.
2: I don't know what happened.
3: Commander, she's dead. I can't say I blame you, Commander Tano. But all the same,
1: you're under arrest.
2: I? No, no, no. I did not do this.
1: All right, so this is the beginning of of everything spinning out from underneath. Ahsoka, her arms are raised. She appears to be in surrender. Now, it's also at this point in the episode that I want to mention, uh, at this military prison complex, we, we we see the symbol of the Empire in a much more prominent way than I think we have at any point in Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Uh, and it, it, it sort of starts to dominate the landscape of this episode as as we get like, these wonderful outside shots of, of this military prison complex, right? And that Imperial uh, logo is sort of emblazoned on everything, right? It's, it, you know... Very unique, uh, but I, I can't think of it being more prominently displayed up to this point until right now. So, uh, kind of, kind of a, a cool little touch here. Uh, let's go ahead and check out as Admiral Tarkin moves in to take control of this situation. Uh, and ascent. Ahsoka's in a cell. She seems to have. She see. I think she believes that this can be. This will be cleared up momentarily. But I think she's going to learn very, very quickly now that Tarkin's involved. Uh, that. There, there will be no chance for her to. Uh, pff, what's the word I want to use? Not properly. I was thinking about saying properly, but to to provide a defense for herself, uh, the idea, the 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 notion that she'll she can just say I don't know what happened to go about her business is not going to satisfy Tarkin. Uh, a, a prisoner under his uh, stewardship <laughs> has died, and there must be. Consequences. Tarkin is not a man to be trifled with. We know that about him. But let's go ahead and play the conversation.
2: Admiral Tarkin, I don't know what happened. I went in the room to talk to Leta, and she said she was afraid of a Jedi.
0: You don't have to tell me anymore, Commander Tano. I don't? No. There are recorders in every room. Curiously, the sound isn't working on this one. It seems the Jedi she was afraid of was you.
2: I did not
0: kill that woman. You were the only one there. I know that you were upset when this woman was taken into custody by the military. Uh,
2: that means nothing.
0: I beg to differ.
2: It was someone else, Admiral, someone I didn't see.
0: You know that it's very difficult for me to believe. This is a secure facility. We do not have just anyone running about. And if there was someone else, why did you not sense them?
1: In that moment, uh, Tarkin puts his fingers around Ahsoka's chin in a way that he, that, like like the manner in which he does to, to Princess Leia in A New Hope. So uh, some some uh, little character traits that we've seen from Tarkin before on display once again, this time with Ahsoka. And, I mean, Tarkin asks valid questions, but he doesn't seem to think much of the, of the idea that, oh, the sound was out, so maybe I don't have a full picture of what exactly happened in that room. But the hollow image is enough. The, you know, Ahsoka waving her hands around while uh, while uh, uh, Letta determined uh, floats in the air, unable to, to breathe and clutching at her throat. So, uh, But yeah, you, you'd, think, you'd think Tarkin might want a little bit more to go on, just to kind of like really just nail it down. Uh, but he seems quite satisfied with the evidence that he has against Ahsoka. And again, this is now a military situation, right? Like, Tarkin's going to be in charge of this. And I think Ahsoka has a pretty good feel for what kind of man Tarkin is. And this is when she begins to make the decisions that she does. Because, again, going back to the fortune cookie, courage begins by trusting oneself. is going to trust herself to have to, to solve this matter, to, to take care of it. Because she's not going to be able to sit back and trust these people... To be in charge of it, uh, because clearly, Tarkin doesn't believe she her to be innocent. So why would he put any sort of effort into uh, uh, disproving the evidence he already has that impl- implicates her very, very strongly? So Ahsoka's is going to take matters into her own hands. So word has gotten back to Anakin, and now Anakin arrives at the 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 security installation, uh, and and I really appreciate the sort of uh, uh, undercurrent of seething anger that Anakin has here as, as he's attempting to be checked in, just like Ahsoka was at the front desk here. Uh, let's go ahead and play the scene and then sort of listen to, like I said, that sort of undercurrent of Anakin's anger. Uh, you, you'll be able to hear the sort of leather of him bawling his, his fist of his cybernetic hand uh, in anger and frustration and sort of being rebuffed. So, so check it out. I, I just like the, the real tone that Matt Lanter brings to this. I said,
3: my Padawan is in there.
1: Now step aside.
3: General Skywalker, Admiral Tarkin has ordered that no one be allowed in there. I don't care what she's accused of. Let me in. Sorry, sir. The Admiral's orders stand. This is now a military operation, and under his jurisdiction.
1: So the one person who would be able to come to uh, her defense is now rebuffed at the door, can't come in to see Ahsoka, keeping her isolated and away from any sort of support, right? Again, another reason why Ahsoka's going to have to rely on herself to get get out of this situation, and why she makes the choices that she does. So, again, compelling stuff. So now we cut back to the cell where Ahsoka uh, sort of, Gets in getting up from a bit of a nap, maybe. I'm not quite sure. I would like to think of more of a Jedi meditation, but it looked, it looked like a bit of a nap to me. Gets up, goes to wash her face, and we pull back through the, the force field, keeping her in place, and we see a, a, a key card on the ground, and Ahsoka notices the same thing. Uh, and again, her reaction at, to, at this point, I think, is very valid, because she believes that Anakin is there to help her in, in whatever way he can. So again, I, I think this response is very, very genuine here. A key card?
2: Master, I knew you wouldn't let me down.
1: And we as an audience uh, have no reason to not believe that that perhaps Anakin found a way to get a key card uh, to Ahsoka. The other side of the coin is that if we if we believe what we saw and that Anakin was turned away and has been denied access to the facility, then there is indeed someone else moving around the compound, unknown, unseen to this point, and who's now aiding ah- Ahsoka in an escape effort that will uh, only further the, the suspicion of guilt that, that people have around her. And again, we're not just talking about the guilt that Ahsoka has because now her actions are also reflecting on the Jedi as a whole, right? Where the, the clone troopers in this facility are going to be perceiving uh, the Jedi as, as rogues, right? Like, so when Order 66 falls into place... You know, there have probably been some clones out there who, who do believe that the Jedi have gone rogue and can go rogue and, and would be staging a coup against the Chancellor. So again, this is, this is all sort of part of the, the plan, right? To, to, to sort of diminish the Jedi in the eyes of, of people across the galaxy. Not just, the, not just average people, but I mean, even amongst the clones, right? So doubt that the Jedi are uh, uh, the noble... Beings that they purport to be. And and again, Ahsoka's not realizing that. She's not thinking in those terms. She's thinking that, hey, my master is here. He got me this key card. I'm getting down here. We're going to prove that I'm innocent. And it's all going to be good because that's by and large how Ahsoka's lived her life since being with Anakin Skywalker. Uh, she does not quite fully realize how much the rug has been pulled out from beneath her feet to this point. But by the end of this episode, she's going to have a real good idea. So using the Force, she gets that key card, slides it through the slot, releases herself from her cell, uh, makes a comment to us uh, very casually that, What do you have planned for me, Jedi Master Skywalker? What's next? What's on the agenda? How How are we getting out of this? And it's when she comes around a corridor and finds a bunch of clone troopers laid out on the ground that I think she begins to suspect that maybe it's not Anakin who's come to her aid.
2: This does not look good. My lightsabers. Hello, who is this? Why are you helping me?
3: What's going on
2: here? It wasn't me.
1: All right, so clearly <laughs> the frame is being fitted at this point, right? Like, any, I think as an audience now, we we know it's not Anakin uh, who's doing these things, who who's left the key card, who knocked the guards out. Um, I think I think in the back of our minds, we believe that he could have, but he seemed to be leaving the facility, uh, you know, not exactly cooperatively, but he left the facility. So there's more going on here, and Ahsoka's only now making things worse as she has run and. The alert is out there that the Jedi prisoner has escaped custody. And uh, things are about to get much, much worse for Ahsoka. So now the pursuit's begun, right? Ahsoka running for her freedom through the halls of this corridor. Blast door after blast door closing behind her. Her making narrow escapes before each blast door can close. And again, the, 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 the really wonderful job of the music, the the fast pace of the action... Uh, the pursuit, I should say, more accurately, uh, really helps s- uh, give us a feeling of, of of impending dread, right? Like, we know this is going to... It feels like this is going to get worse. And uh, in very short order, it does. As Ahsoka comes around the corner and she finds more clone troopers laid out, but this time, not not beaten, not knocked unconscious, but uh, killed. Lightsaber strikes. And now Ahsoka, Ahsoka's recovered her lightsaber. So... She's armed, and now she's there. There are bodies on the ground to prove that she's killing clone troopers uh, in order to to fuel her escape from the complex. Things are only getting worse. Let's. I, I love the reaction here as as Ahsoka comes across the dead bodies here. Let's let's go play that real quick for you. Oh no! And she knows. I think at this point, Ahsoka has to know that. Um, uh, things are going to go from bad to worse very, very quickly. All right, so I want to play this next sequence here because this is right after Ahsoka's fled from the scene where the three clone troopers, uh, cut down by a lightsaber, uh, are on the ground. Uh, it's being it's being called in, and now now uh, Anakin and Rex are on the scene. And it's it's it's, a, it's a, maybe a touch convenient that they show up when they show up, but uh, it's a, it's also important for them to show up when they show up. So I I, I will not uh, uh, pick that particular knit, We're just gonna let it go. But I do love the way that Rex comes to the defense of, of Ahsoka here. Check it out.
3: Suspect has killed three clones. Code red. If you see the target, shoot to kill. Belay that order, Commander Fox. She's killed troopers. I know, Commander Tano. She would never do something like this. Then who did? quite? Ahsoka! <laughs> it's me, Ken. <laughs> Stop running!
2: You can't help me, Master. Someone's setting me up.
3: I believe you, Ahsoka.
2: But no one else will.
3: Keep searching until we find her. Rex, call security. Tell them we need to search the entire base. Now! General Skywalker has just issued an all-points bulletin on Commander Ahsoka Tano. She's killed three clones and should be considered armed and dangerous.
1: So, sort of an interesting call on their part, because, again, Anakin has, has stated that he believes Ahsoka, right? But Rex is like, yeah, she killed three clones. But you just said you know her! So I'm a little confused by that. That's, again, that is the nit I will pick. I like that he, that he what Rex said before, but then he's like, yeah, I guess he killed three clones! <laughs> so, because, again, we, to right now we have no evidence to the contrary, and I guess if nothing else, Rex is a man of of uh, he sees what he sees, and that's and that's what he sees. Uh, so, again, bad to worse for Ahsoka from here on out. Uh, and again, the tables have turned on her, and she feels that she has no choice but but to run and to make herself appear more guilty in order for her to try and prove her innocence. One of the one of the elements that this episode does really really well, ex- exceptionally well is the way that it ratchets up that dramatic tension now. Because every step that Ahsoka takes, every every moment of this, of this episode moving forward, uh, the, the, the drama, the tension, it just gets more and more. It just ratchets up notch by notch by notch. They do a really, really exceptional job of executing the story uh, and making us sort of feel like the impending doom that's coming down on Ahsoka's head. Uh, it's a really, really well-executed episode, and I want to point that out because you know we we always say the name of the director, but sometimes we don't really get into some of the some of the details. But what Danny Keller does in this episode, uh, what Danny Keller does in this episode, the way he paces it out, and and again just sort so of slowly ratcheting things up, and again Kevin Kiner on the on the music just ratcheting things up because the score accelerates that drama for us as an audience uh, insanely, insanely well. So just. Well, well-executed uh, dramatic tension throughout this episode, and I want to back up for one moment too, because I know I mentioned uh, the symbol of, the, of of the empire. What I was trying to what I was trying to say was, uh, it, the <laughs> the symbol of the empire and the symbol of the republic are very similar. But it feels to me in this episode that it's making that transition to the more famil- familial, <laughs> familial, familiar. Logo that's more associated, closely associated with the Empire than the Republic's version of it, right? Again, it's not a huge difference. It's not a, a big sweeping change from the symbol of the Republic to the symbol of the Empire. But I feel like those little, ch- those little changes are happening right now as, as we see this episode. Maybe I'm imagining things. But like I said, look at it on the, on the prison complex uh, specifically. And then compare it to uh, the scene coming up here in the episode where Ahsoka is going to be running on the wall of the fallen soldiers. The fallen clone troopers, and I, I feel like there's a difference between two. Maybe I'm imagining things. Maybe it's just an issue of, of the way it's lit on my TV or something like that. But it it looks like they're almost two different eras in place, right? Like you have the the end of the Republic with the symbol way looking the way it should, and it's transitioning at this military complex again. Maybe I'm imagining things. Maybe, but maybe I'm not. All right. So what's happening next here in the episode is the uh ahsoka ah- 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 on the on the grounds it looks like she's about to make her way out of the complex right it looks like she's gonna maybe make her escape the the clone troopers are out they have their equivalent of of of, of hounds uh, sniffing the perimeter looking for her uh, when she's eventually spotted and comes under fire by, by the military installation by the prison complex right uh, and it's again more intensity more action more explodees it's it's just really really great tension uh and and the music is is on fire and and again it's just a great sequence you know there's not too much to say about it other than it's a really captivating uh, a sequence here as ahsoka on the run now from clone troopers and and the the military that she'd worked so closely with for so so long uh so again the the rug pulled out from her the tables turned it's, it's gone 180 however you want to spin it it's it's uh things things have turned on ahsoka in a way i don't think she ever foresaw so during the course of this, this amazing sequence, like like I said, it's, it's really spectacular and, and check, awesome. It's, it really shows Ahsoka's skill set on full display as she's evading these blaster shots as she's avoiding stun bolts. It also allows us to see her lightsaber technique on full effect as she's batting these stun blasts away. And again, she's in a very defensive posture, right? It's, it's important to note, and the clone should also be taking note, that she's not appearing to be an aggressor at all. She is using fully defensive tactics to protect herself, not to bat anything back at them. Not that a stun bus could be batted back necessarily, but regardless, she hasn't taken on a position where she's trying to harm them in any way. Uh, and whether that's being noted by them or not, TBD. Uh, but at, at, a, at a specific point, we also get Anakin involved in the pursuit, and he has Oddball up in the air as his sort of eyes in the sky to monitor her actions, to follow her, at, because Anakin wants to box her in, right? To contain her. Capture before she makes the situation worse, and I think Anakin still believes he's going to be able to help her, but not if she keeps running. She's just making herself look more and more guilty. And we know that we know how Anakin is about law and order, right? He's kind of a black and white on on this on the topic, Uh, but again, I do believe he does think he's going to be able to help his his Padawan, right? But as the box closes in, as it appears that Ahsoka may be uh, uh, contained. We get a we get a really nice shot up on her eyes as as we, we really sense the desperation that she's feeling at this point because, again, she is in a situation completely, uh, just completely new to her. Right, everything's turned on her. She doesn't have the allies, resources. It's all on her. It's on her to trust herself, and and she does that. She does a force leap to get out of the contained area uses the one lightsaber she has left she's lost she lost one in in the pursuit uh and cuts herself a hole into a a maintenance tunnel some kind of of, a giant star wars like maintenance tunnel right and then the pursuit moves into these tunnels and now we get a sequence reminiscent of perhaps in homage to harrison ford and Timothy jones in the fugitive so let's go ahead and get to that moment where ahsoka reaches the end uh and and sort of has like that moment at the at the edge of the waterfall where she has to make a choice. She's she has to go back into those tunnels and probably be captured and caught, or make the leap. But not before she has a confrontation with Anakin. And and let's just go ahead and play it before uh, before Anakin. or sorry, before Ahsoka does the uh, does the Doctor Richard Kimball ride off into the uh, un- great unknown. I guess we'll call it that. Here you go. Ahsoka,
3: what are you doing?
2: You didn't even try to come and help me.
3: They wouldn't let me in to talk to you.
2: You could have if you tried.
3: How would that look, Ahsoka? Huh? Forcing my way in would have made you look even more guilty.
2: (laughs) I'm not guilty.
3: we have to prove you're innocent. The only way we can do that is by going back.
2: I don't know who to trust.
3: Listen, I would never let anyone hurt you, Ahsoka, never. But you need to come back and make your case to the council.
2: No, I'm not going to take the fall for something I didn't do.
3: I am ordering you to put down your lightsaber and come with me, now. Trust me.
2: General Skywalker, where are you? I do trust you, but you know as well as I do that no one else will believe me. Anakin, you have to trust me now.
3: Ahsoka, I do trust you.
2: I know you do. Wish me luck.
1: And that is Ahsoka making the mighty jump down to a, a ship in this, you know, those giant landing areas that they have on Coruscant. We've seen them all before. I don't know the actual name for them. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm talking about when I see it. Uh, and again, it's, it's, it's clearly an homage to, to the fugitive and the leap that Dr. Richard Kimball takes to get away from Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> so there you have it. And that's sort of where we close this episode out at, right? Now Ahsoka's going to in the lower levels of Coruscant, uh, attempting to try and prove her innocence. She's temporarily evaded the Anakin and the clones who are looking for the military in hot pursuit of her. Uh, and now it's up to her to prove her innocence. Right. And I think that's an interesting term that Anakin throws at her. We, we have to prove that you're innocent. It's not innocent until proven guilty. No, no, no. The presumption is, and Ahsoka believes this, that everyone believes she is guilty. So now it's on her. And, and she's not gonna be able to prove her innocence being held in a cell. So, again the tension here is stellar this episode is off the charts it's nine and a half buckets i freaking love this one and ahsoka shines in it like the brightest burning star that we know her to be uh it's stellar stellar star wars and i cannot recommend it highly enough if you are looking for episodes to show people before they watch ahsoka there they've expressed like hey i want to check out that new live action ahsoka i want to get in on the buzz Be like, hey, that's cool. And as much as I'd love you to watch seven seasons of Star Wars The Clone Wars and four seasons of Star Wars Rebels, I'm going to recommend a handful of episodes that you watch instead. This arc, this episode in particular, Ahsoka shines. So let people see these. Show them to to your friends, family, and loved ones who want to get prepped for the new Ahsoka series. Uh, Cannot recommend it enough, and I cannot wait till we talk about what's coming up in next week's installment, it's going to be another one. We're going gangbusters with this one, folks. Off the charts. So, holy Toledo. <laughs> oh, we went way, you know, it happens every time. I'm like, oh, this will be a short episode. I don't have any Star Wars news to talk about. So, blah, blah, blah. It'll be a fast one. And I always run for, for 50 minutes. It's insane. Well, I hope I haven't bored anybody. I hope you had a good time with the conversation. Uh, my, my sheer just absolute love fest with this episode is on full display with it. I want to thank you all for taking the time to uh, continuously download, stream, share, and, and support this show in whatever way you can. I truly, truly appreciate it. The Division podcast does not exist without you guys. My name is Tom, Nargai Tom, and and Buckethead Nation is the best, and I'm so glad you all are here to be part of it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for checking out and supporting this small independent Star Wars podcast and all the other small independent Star Wars podcasts that you take the time to listen to, stream, share, and support. It means the best. It means it means the, means the most to all of us who, who do these shows. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Reach out to us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If you are on a podcasting platform, That allows reviews. Hey, five star reviews, those help us out a lot. Help us out with those. We are here to defeat the algorithm. So help us with those. Or at the very least, change the algorithm to something in our favor. That'd be really, really, really helpful. Truly, truly appreciate the effort. All right. Go out there. Be great Star Wars fans. Remember, we're in an important time here. People are going to be watching. uh, There'll probably be a new trailer out for Ahsoka any day now, if they're not already uh, by the time you hear this episode. And, 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 People are going to be fired up to watch the show. And now we have a chance to kind of get more people to put eyeballs on the Clone Wars. Uh, it, it's, it's always a bit of a, for some reason, it's always a bit of a struggle to convince people that they, need, that they should watch a cartoon. But th- we all know this is more than a cartoon. This is the maker himself writing his last Star Wars stories. You know, this, this show for five seasons is guided by George Lucas uh, and, and parts of season six. Guided by George Lucas, the man himself. That is important, important information and maybe could be used as a selling point. Like, this isn't a kid's show. It's not whimsy. It is not disposable material. It is canon. And that's important, you know, to let people know that this stuff has weight. And again, uh, not just weight in the the sense of of, of canon and and storytelling, but, I mean, dramatic tension. Like, these episodes have a real weight to them. Like, there is consequences for the things that happen to them specifically these four episodes. Get people to sit down, buckle them, buckle them down if you have to, and tape their eyeballs open. Just do it. Eyeballs? Probably the eyelids is probably the more accurate way to go. But anyways, let's, let's go and get out of here. i kept you guys long enough. Again, continue to be great Star Wars fans. Buckethead Nation is the best nation on the world, in the planet, in the galaxy. I messed that up so badly, but we're going to roll with it. All right, folks, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Remember, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way.
4: This is the way. This is the way.
3: This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers?
2: This is the way.